Oftentimes, society wants us to check a box. I'm a mom. I have a career. I'm an entrepreneur. They tell us to niche down. But what happens when you want to have it all? Welcome to the Multifaceted AF Podcast. My name is Kay, and my mission is to help men and women everywhere own all of the pieces of who they are in every way. We're going to be joined by guests and friends that show us what celebration of taking up space in all places really looks like. Now let's dive in. Meet Conan Harris, the founder and principal of Conan Harris & Associates, a management consulting firm that specializes in executive coaching, strategic planning, capacity building, and diversifying the pipeline of workforce leadership and personnel. He consults nationally and internationally on various private and public partnerships that support the common good. Prior to developing this consulting firm, Conan worked in the public sector as a senior aide to Mayor Martin Walsh in Boston. As deputy director of public safety, he played a leadership role in establishing Boston's first ever Office of Returning Citizens, working with the formerly incarcerated to design the vision programs, and services of the new office. He was also the executive director of My Brother's Keeper, where he worked with Boston's communities and organizations to create strengthened pathways to success for the city's young boys and men of color. As a highly sought-after thought leader and speaker, Conan spoke before Congress on the Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security about returning citizens challenges and opportunities for re-entry. Conan continues to speak publicly at universities, foundations, and leading nonprofits about issues on race and equity, problems facing young boys and men of color, the quarry laws, and prison industrial complex. It is Conan's personal experience of overcoming many of the challenges that are prevalent in the inner city that drives his dedication and determination to make a positive difference in urban communities. Being raised by a single mother in a family of strong women helped shape his values. He holds them all near and dear, especially his wife, Ayana, and pride and joy, his daughter, Cora. So I want to welcome Conan Harris. This is a full circle moment for me, I think, in the building of the brand. Um, the multifaceted mama, our kickstart was the Black Fathers Matter campaign. Um, and I remember just kind of cold calling, reaching out to you and saying, hey, I have an idea. And I wanted you to talk to me about what it needs to be a Black father. And we're absolutely happy to oblige. And you were one of the bases of the Black Fathers Matter um, campaign that we started up with. So I want to thank you again for mm -hmm. that, for kind of that vote of confidence and showing up there. Um, what was it all? I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I think for me, uh, continuing to build the brand kind of behind the scenes, but um, this is another pivot for me. So launching a podcast, um, launching just a new platform to continue to share those stories, whether it's our presentation stories, the celebration of being multifaceted, um, wanted to, again, reach out. And so definitely full circles moment, having you on the couch with me. Awesome, absolutely. So welcome, welcome. Super proud of you. Thank you. Simple proud of what you've been built. Thank you. Delivered. Absolutely, very deliberately, very deliberately. Yeah. So when I think about being multifaceted, for me, it really is the ability to show up authentically in the spaces and places that we occupy every day and to be our true selves. 
Um, talk to me about what that means for you. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor to be uh, connected and seen you grow and continue to produce new things that continue to move the brand forward. I think, you know, when I think about multifaceted, for me, it's really about um, how I show up and be my authentic self in every space. And I think that different spaces that I find myself that I wear different uniforms, but I'm always authentically late nice. And that could be from a professional standpoint, to being a dad, to being a husband, uh, defining myself. I always say, laugh with my brothers and tell about from the White House to the block and still being Conan in every space. Um, I've been fortunate to be in a lot of um, spaces that, I, that a lot of my peers don't find themselves in. And the goal is to make sure wherever you go, to be know that you're good enough and to show up authentically yourself. Uh, you know, growing up, I didn't see a lot of brothers that would be in these spaces. And so I wanted to make sure that when I do find myself there, that I'm that I referencing me and bringing myself to the forefront. Absolutely. Yeah. So you talk about representation. Um, talk to me a little bit about your journey and how you were able to navigate to where you are now, kind of where you are now, who you are today, mm-hmm. um, and what either role models you had or what role models you didn't have coming up. Well, First, I'll just say, you know, I grew up in a single-parent household to a mother who loved me to death. I, I grew up knowing love and being loved and grew up in Roxbury and in Dorchester, but mostly in Dorchester. And as a young man, as a young black man navigating the inner city, SC Boston, got him a lot of troubles that I see a lot of my young brothers face today, which led to incarceration, uh, which led to violence and all these different things that we see our young people go through today. And then I, you know, went through a process of trying to get my stuff together and go and get my education. And I think that, you know, college became an equalizer for me because I realized that I could do other things, whether it's just be a physical dominant male and really deal with things through a violence lens. And once I started getting all A's in college, it really started to change. And another thing that I'll make a transition for me was, I used to be a part of this thing called Second Thoughts. And it was while I was incarcerated. And it was this thing when we talked to young people from DYS about the behaviors and the consequences of their behaviors. They had this moment at break time where the young people could kind of talk to whoever they wanted to. And, and I, I looked up and they were all surrounded around me. And so I went back in the cell that evening and I said, you know, what is it about me that has young people drawn to my Abbey word? And that made me, that forced me to start making the adjustments in my life. Uh, my personal life, my behavior, how I was reacted and responded. Long story short, I uh, came out here and did everything for working with young people and working with parents and organizations. I did not see many men. Um, I see a lot of black men. Uh, but I didn't see many men in these spaces coming from the experiences that I had as a young man. Um, so it made me less trustworthy of them. Um, not because they didn't share my trouble, but because I didn't feel like they saw me through a worthy lens. They like they spoke over me. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't have role models. My role model was my mother. Um, I seen this, this woman who had four children kind of everyday work and try to figure out life and surround us about and, and, and loved us to death. 
um, even to the point where I have love, I've gotten me out of circumstances. But one of the things that I felt with representation is now that I am who I am, kind of have shared some of these same spaces that I once saw, I just kind of be authentically me. So with the city hall or when I'm in the White House or even when I'm in the block, just showing up as my myself and not and not identifying your centric views as the way it be a professional or authentic, but carrying the way we see it, right? So if I hug you and give you a big hug and dap on the street while I see you in the city hall, I'm gonna do the same thing. That doesn't give me a reason um to now all of a sudden, you know, be super tight. So I just decided that I'm good. And and in those moments and times in my professional um, path where I had to look myself in the mirror and really be like, yeah, you got it though. Do just the way you are. And that and we really believe in that allowed me to continue on my path being who I needed to be. And being willing to lose everything for 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 the sake of just being me. Um and it, it, and it worked out to God be the glory. Uh it, it continue along that path forward. When you think about the impact and like the mark you want to leave based on the work that you're doing, what do you envision? And that's the others well, I wear so many hats, right? That you know, I was thinking about that the other day because I see so much death happening around me and, and I'm seeing people die for reasons that maybe you know, they heart attacks no more, they you know, the shoot over here, you just see people just die. That's my peers and you're like, What that? What's going on? You know, I want my daughter to to remember me as her dad, as somebody who's been hand and a consistent finger in her life that was loving and that taught her how to be a young girl and how to be respected by men by watching me and how I deliberately try to teach her. I want my wife uh, to remember me as a, a steadfast man that was consistent about being a provider of love as well as other things, right? And, and that was her partner. And, and, and never try to compete with her, but was a partner in life and loved her. And um, to the community at large, it was really about somebody who did to be himself and was consistently himself and gave for his heart um, and, and try to be genuine in every space. And any time I was in a position to represent them. And so that's that's really at the core. Um, I've done many things. But 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 that's kind of the way I stand at it. I was authentically me, and any time I began, then it was based off of genuine love for community and nothing else. So talk to me about the work that you're doing now, like where you are in terms of from a professional perspective, the work that you're doing and how you're building kind of your legacy in that way. It's been interesting because I knew that I wanted to get into this thing of trying to save lives. I didn't know how I would do it. I just knew that that was the goal and it, and it took on different lives. Like that one I do that I learned that I can't say nobody that's that was the humbling moment. But the truth of the matter is that I went from, you know, working with individuals to now running my own business. And for the last four years I created my own firm, Covenant Addison Associates and 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 what we've been doing, I, we specialize in strategic planning, capacity building and executive coaching. Because what I realized is that there was a lot of and a lot of us black and brown folks that was in these directors positions and, and kind of was right at the precipice of be running their own or being the ED or the CEO. We just had some hurdles to get through. So I wanted to be able to coach folks through, see as well. I kind of went through that process of being like, 
the guy who was incarcerated to the guy who was that head of public safety for the old city boss to, to travel around the country helping other cities do it. You know, it was really about, my business is really about helping businesses grow, cities grow, and, and, and really do the work the right way uh, for where it becomes a thought to, to, to an action. Um, and, to, and, to, and then to be a deliberate, uh, making sure that the action is touching real people. Uh, and so I, I, I feel like my business has done well financially. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got to put live staff on there, but I think that uh, how I want it to be remembered and legacy is that there's two things that go on. There's people who have resources in our community mm-hmm. and there's people who do good work in our community. Mm-hmm. Or I try to make sure that the resources get in the hands of the people doing the work. I mean, then that we can't. You know? Absolutely. So you said that the executive coaching is something that you do. Yes. When you talk about, talk me through how you got into coaching. So I have like my experiences with you, but I'm running it just to see more of what led you to the coaching part of it. It, it was interesting because I feel like, you know, I didn't chose it and literally chose me. Okay. You know, it's this funny about that. I, I feel I was, I'm the I'm the guy barely for the women, and they on all their person, right? And 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 then it's the same thing with my friend group. Even if you're older and younger, you know, they all kind of seek me out for advice. And so what I wanted to do was not let that skill set that I had go the way. So what I did is I, I you know, I, I invested in myself and got the kind of training I needed to facilitate conversations and helping people get to a place where they're moving themselves up the ladder emotionally, spiritually, and professionally. And 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 then I started to put a structure around it and and it started to work. I was able to see people make progress through the coaching that I gave them. That's great. So for me, I know that when, when we met, we met back in 2015, you really are the person, like not by force, but I think just naturally, organically, you see things in people and pull them out. So when we met in 2015, that was shortly after the passing of my husband. And I remember I did not know you. We were at a Juneteenth event, I think at the Museum of Fine Arts. Yes. And we happened to be in a group of people that knew each other. And I remember you walking up to me and just being like, you look like you have a lot of pain on you. So that ability to read something that you did not know, yeah. um, I think it is going to be I look like. I did. Whatever. If you know. Whoever you are, whatever. That tends to be how I present. But I remember you said it and you said it in such a way that I didn't take offense, but I heard what you said. And I remember that I kind of walked away from that conversation, but it stuck with me. And then I remember running into you years later after doing some internal work. And I remember you doing a very similar reading of me and just being like, hey, I can see the difference. So I think that it's amazing that some somewhere deep down inside of you, you're able to read yeah, people. That's the skill set. Absolutely. That comes from being this young man in the neighborhood. That you know, that was that meant safety for me, being able to read situations of the people. But you know, I love us as black people because we exist. There's no prop to it. There's no um, no no hidden agenda. There's just I see us and I see love. And and when I saw you that day, I was like, you know, you was with a, a young lady who I considered a young sister of mine. And I was like, and I was just looking at you. You was there, but you wasn't there. And I was like, 
I'm not gonna say anything to this sis. I don't want to offend her, but I want to love her. And I wanted to know that I could save her. I just want you to feel love. And so I stepped to you like, hey, sis, what's up? You good? You folk, and you gave you that look like, yo, dude, like back up, I don't know you. And I was here. But it was a part of you that was warm too, so it allowed me to kind of still put it. Absolutely. Um, I think it's amazing, but like you said, those words, they definitely went a long way in that moment. I think anytime we connected, it has been a positive experience. You definitely are able to pour positivity into the people around you. Well, I you genuinely appreciate it. Um, like I said, you were very much willing to be a part of the Black Fathers Matter campaign um, and pouring into that and kind of that support meant a lot. Yeah. So I appreciate it. And I'm sure anybody kind of crossed paths with you, whether it's professionally or personally, appreciates that. No, thank you for that. I, I think the world at you, like, honestly, I've seen you hurt, but that wasn't it. You you, you, you literally had a light behind that hurt. And, and it was important to let you know that I see it. And that whenever you leave, I'll no gender, I'll be nothing. You just can call. I that. And I was important to translate them to you. And I'm glad that you did. I absolutely. And it's, it's meant a lot along the way. Every kind of touch point along the way yeah. meant a lot. I mean, you know and the thing about you, you will call. I say, my life, that deletes you will file on my life or my And I appreciate you, man, for the call. It means a lot. No, no, the yeah. is what I'm saying. But I was, it, it's funny, I was, I was in managing the um, last week when you called you was just on it i was like sis i'm gonna do it and, and you did something that was so beautiful you handled me with such care because my cup was running old man at this point and you was just like from a deep day yo handling the best absolutely get okay. absolutely handle you and i was like wow no what you did was you decompressed the whole situation i was like you know what you got it. absolutely I loved how you had the knives. That was bomb. Absolutely. I that was bomb. You, you like, you hugged me. After the fall, you don't even know what you did. I was literally in this hotel, like, let me get out of here and, like, breathe a little bit. And you was like, and then people was hitting me, like, yo, I need this, I need that, I need this. And you were, I was like, ah, I can't do nothing. And he was like, you just gave me a hug to the fall. I appreciate it. No, that's very real. So, as much as I'm high functioning and there's a lot of things to get done, I'm very big on giving grace and providing space and allowing for that breathing room. Um, so you explain what was going on and that's completely necessary. We're all human at the end of the day. Right? Mm -hmm. And it was important to take that space. And I think it's it's great that you were able to do that. So but, talk to me real quick. Ellie, yeah, so now but I'm you to I'm great. Yes, I am. Great. I am. Look, I I'm looking all this sign it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, I appreciate that. I think that um, it's a good question. It has been a while. So we're coming up on, I think it's seven years um, since the passing of my husband. So a lot happens over time. I think when we got together um, for the Black Office Matter, it was around like the five-year mark. And that was a pivot point. Um, but it's it's an everyday thing. You wake up every day and you are different every day and you experience every day. Um, there's different feelings that come with it. So I think for me, it has been a transition, lots of different transitions, lots of many transitions, but all in all, I'm great. And mm -hmm. then that light has come full circle. Um, there were a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish that I have accomplished. Mm -hmm. So it's very much been about building a life for myself and my son. Um, and I'm doing that, waking up every day and working towards that. 
Um, and this brand is definitely a big part of that. Um, it's an opportunity to kind of share my story. I think that what I talked about during the Black Papa's Honor campaign when I was launching the brand is the fact that it's an opportunity to turn that pain into passion. Um, so that really is what mm -hmm. this has been. Um, there was kind of a fire that was lit and I've been able to kind of take that and use that to transition it into something better. So the beauty of legacy, uh, I just want to be so lovely, mm -hmm. you know, the legacy of your husband mm -hmm. is he is present. And so what you do, uh, and you, and he's going to live on forever, not just to me, son, and not just to you, but the product that you produce. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gift. Absolutely. That is, that is, that is everything. So, so kudos to you. Little talk, little talk. People won't even know it. They just watch it. Yeah. And you'd be later on and like looking at it like, you know, look at, uh, I kept us going. Absolutely. Kept no, that's very real. Um, as those like bigger celebrations happen, as I, I remember after the first brand shoot, um, coming along with my son and it was a huge production, but it was really the first time we had really done something that, that scale for the brand. Um, and I remember seeing a rainbow when we're driving all. I let him know and said, that's your father smiling down on us. Like, did it a job, and he would be very proud of us. So that's very real, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Eric, come on. Bullshit, that, you know, I like that. That Listen, the funny thing about us as black folks, man, is that we have to wear many hats. Absolutely. We wear so many hats. We got pairs of this, you know, this, this, that. What I would always advise us to think about as well uh, is the thing that we don't always talk about as well. Wealth building. And the reason why, even though I was talking to you about what we was talking about, about hey, we should have a house. Yeah, I think you were yeah. like, listen, call more that or more that. Yeah. And I'm glad you are because we deserve to do good work. We deserve to take care of our families. We deserve to live comfortably. Absolutely. I'm very big on that. Absolutely. We deserve to live comfortably. And I didn't know about that. I lived in a world that was full of duty. Me and my wife, we grew up understanding duty and obligation and less about us. And right to five years ago, I took a step back and said, hey, this duty stuff is taking us out of here. Let me make sure that we're, we're okay while we're doing this. And and that's when I started to build wealth for my fans. And this changed everything. Absolutely. And so as black folks listen to this, see this, they need to know that part of um, being multifaceted needs to be about helping to build wealth for you and yours as well wherever that looks like. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's literally the kind of catalyst for this. It was a mechanism to have an additional stream of income. Like, yes, I work very hard at my nine to five and I'm proud of the work that I do there. I'm proud of my career. But one stream of income is too close to no streams of income for me. So it's how else can I generate income? And it was far more than just a t-shirt line. It really was about building a movement and creating a platform to share these stories. But they went hand in hand. So I definitely agree. Absolutely. Uh, thank you to that. Um, so I'm going to pivot now and we're going to talk about the affirmation cards. Okay. So I'm very big on speaking positivity over your life and positive affirmations. I am a vision board person. I'm very big on seek what you speak, what you seek until you see what you've done. So okay. like speaking things into existence, um, kind of manifesting positivity for your life. Um, so I created this deck of cards to help with that. Okay. The thought process is you pull a card, um, and I just see how it resonates with you and your life. So both back. Wait, wait. I have to think with that. <laughs> three. 
who survive constantly and prove it. Nothing can dim the light that shines from within. Okay. I'm, I'm the first. How do you feel about that? What does that What does that mean to you? No, I, I, I've always felt this way. I feel like, you know, there's too many incidents that could have took me out of here. So I, I've always believed that God is a, um, forever present and, and, and I'm living the light that he's pretty placed for me to live in. And I've, I've also believed that there's something that we have to do, mm-hmm. get us eyes so we can see, ears so we can hear, ears so we can touch. So I believe that this movement on Hasa, um, but I've always felt like, man, uh, you know, I'm here letting him just grow me because he he made it so. Yeah. And so uh, this is this is right in right in the line now. Cause I always think about how they right. There's some great people out there, some smart people, people work hard. You know, there's some there's some things that happen and God decided me. Yeah. Um and I and I just feel like I'm very blessed for that. And and and, and so that that light that's within. Um, uh, Malcolm says it best. He says, once, once that light is on, you can't tell an alley that you tried. And so I feel very blessed to be in that position. And I manifest as. Absolutely. I'm done. Okay. Perfect. Let me die. No, no, no. I can't. Let I got it. You got You can't just sit here with the nice old. I'm still okay. You got to do this. Okay. It says, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And that is real. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. I think that for me, it's very big. This is very big. This production, this this platform is very big. It's been a long time coming. I think I've been hiding from it. Um, but I'm here, and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. So I'm excited about this new journey. I'm excited about starting something that I, I'm hoping will be a great opportunity to have conversations like this. It would be an opportunity for people to share their stories. Um, and it's an opportunity for me to share my story and to use my voice to spread the word and kind of amplify these stories. Uh-huh. So I absolutely write on time. I believe that. You know, anytime you create a platform where you hear a voice for the people, mm-hmm. you can't vote. Absolutely. Come on now. Absolutely. So you, you, you're doing it. You're sitting at, in this place for you right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, where we celebrate the superpower that is being multifaceted. If this resonates and feels like home, make sure to send it to a friend, colleague, or someone close to you and write a review so we can continue to grow, connect, and celebrate. Until next time, continue showing up as your true self and taking up space. Thank you.